Hey, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Ball Boys. We are the tennis podcast that puts the play in play-by-play analysis. I'm Paul Munkholm, and as always, I'm joined by my favorite nut, the other ball boy, Billy Hansen. Hey, Billy, how's it going? Hey, Paul, it's it's going well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very excited about our episode today. I know we've got a lot to catch up on. A lot's been going on. And I know that you were at a party last night uh, for Barbie, even though it's November 4th. And I thought Barbie died on Halloween night. Well, I finally succumbed. I I didn't think I would succumb, but I finally succumbed and found some sort of Ken costume in my closet. It's like a pink Lacoste polo, orange shorts, red shoes. And you're literally describing your wardrobe. Fair. <laughs> so like, well, like, you are so hardcore Kencore. It's I I think you could have stretched and gone as an Allen. I I hope they're not gonna do more Ken and Barbie stuff next year, right? This is it. Everyone has the costume, or what are they gonna do with all these costumes? All these visors. I know all these, these spandex not, shorts. These are not biodegradable. These are not no. um, eco-friendly choices that people bought off of Amazon. All of my eco-friendly friends that goes right out the window when they you know need a Halloween costume. Just go on Amazon, get their visors, get their jorts, get their. You, you know. see, you see people's true colors when it comes to Halloween shopping. It's like, oh, well, I just need this cheap shake and go wig. Well, I gotta say, it's good that people can't see us because I am recording from an ice bath um, oh. while also getting an eight-handed massage. While also getting a colonoscopy just for good measure, because I am still in recovery mode from the event that we had yesterday with Ace the Moon. Oh, that was I, I'm in recovery mode, too. But I'm also like I had such a great time. Right. Wasn't oh, that fun? It was so fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. for anyone who doesn't know um, or follow us on socials. Uh, and again, we will pause this podcast until you follow us. Yes. So you, you, unless you want to hear some dead air, just go right to Instagram and Twitter. We are at TBB pod official. Uh, yep. And while people are following us, I want you to admire my beautiful Ace the Moon hat that I am wearing today. Isn't I love it great? It. I right? love it. Yeah. It's a great yeah. um, hat for playing tennis in. It says tennis on it. So not to be confused with <laughs> anything else. That's your Soccer. tennis hat. And yeah, and that's from Ace the Moon. So we were we were a partner with Ace the Moon. They put on this super fun event at the Vermont Canyon Tennis Courts. It was an East Side versus West Side tournament. It had a lot of everything, high caliber play, amazing pros, giveaways, donuts. Donuts. Billy, tell oh. me more. What did you think of the event? I what a vibe. I mean, Josh and Dina at Ace Ace the Moon, they know how to throw a tennis event. It was fast paced. The the Everyone there had great energy, and uh, Lisa Philpy, uh, she's a pro at the Vermont Canyon Tennis Course, and she what is, a pro! She's awesome. She's funny. She keeps things moving. She knows her tennis. I've had so many friends be like, "I need a good tennis pro," and I'm like, "Ah, uh, now I've got an answer." Yeah, Lisa Philpy, me? Vermont Canyon. <laughs> she's me. in high. De- she's in high demand though, so don't don't think you can just get any slot with her. She so has... if you can't get in with Lisa, call Paul. Call you better Paul. call Paul. Yeah. Because right. I was I was technically 
placed in the well i think there was a, some 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 computer malfunction but i was placed in sort of like the second of three groups maybe i was like meant to be a ringer or maybe i was there to inspire people mm. but um i played in the second tier you were in the first tier which, oh you know, or, or they just confused our names i don't know possibly I, I think it was just randomized don't you think you think that was it was divided by level i don't think so paul i mean oh sir it was just a coincidence that the players on my court were just exceptional and including you know in, yours truly including yeah no it's well at one point someone from your court was so the so we were playing three courts next to each other and your court was in the middle and someone just came flying through the fence Alex, it was incredible. He ran down everything. And yes, he we're not talking through the gate. No. We're talking he literally There was no opening where he went through, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he tracked down every yeah. ball, even if the ball even that if even if that meant running through a fence, running through a person, running through the net, whatever. Yeah, he onto my court. We were all very concerned. We had no <laughs> I was like, wait, did somebody throw him through that court? Like it was like he he literally went through a a fence. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm glad I'm not on I wasn't on that court because even though I wasn't flying through fences, I am so I mean, I'm just I'm middle-aged, but wow, today I was like, I've got blisters. You know, there's something really cool about like, oh, I've got blisters from like working hard, but like mm -hmm. I am fucking like I I need 12 hours of massages we need to get vince we need to get jason we need to get the whole crew yeah to just <laughs> put our broken bodies back together absolutely but there were also some great pros some great sponsors too some other great companies i just want to give a quick shout out to hamzi yes so hamzi is one of our new friends and his company is called lazette l-e-z-e-t-t-e -E -T -T -E. it's at drink lazette and he's got these great probiotic drinks and dressings and dips. And he and I, he was on my court. So maybe I actually was on the best court because he and I, we just like camped out on the winter side of King of the Court for like two hours. And we got to know each other. He was super fun. And his stuff is great. You tried it. I, right? I loved it. That, that tzatziki ranch is incredible because it's got that ranch quality. But with the tzatziki, it's yogurt based instead of oil based. It's a little lighter. It's got some, you know, uh, zest to it. And I had actually this morning one of their probiotic shots. And oh, yeah. uh, I feel great. Look, and uh, I know you I like to recommend. start your day with a shot. So I'm glad that it's this instead of just like bourbon. So, you know, baby steps. Um, yeah. <laughs> but also Hamzi was our first contestant when we played a live version of Name That Grunt. So we played, yes. Name that grunt in person where people had to guess the pro behind what we thought were very iconic grunts. Yeah, we, we almost thought grunts. these were too easy. We were like, oh, yeah. everyone's going to get all five. It's going to be like, uh, you know. Could you imagine? Uh, I was going to have Meyer Sharif in there. <laughs> the one who grunts like the fawns. Hey. Yeah. But like, no one would. Nobody would have gotten that. Totally. Um, and, I mean, but so like, I think, you know, we are, we are grunt aficionados. If there's one thing that a ball boy knows, it's, it's how to identify a grunt. Mm -hmm. um, but even with the hints, people weren't getting it. You know, I, there was a hint about this player will not go see scream. Right. In my mind, I'm like, who else could it be except Monica Sellis? Also, I mean, the Monica Sellis grunt 
how could you not recognize that? It's iconic. She's one of the OG grunters. It's two syllables. I mean, but Holly, Holly, a lot of the contestants <laughs> not know uh, Monica Seles's grunt. They actually For didn't know story. a lot about Monica Seles. They didn't know if she. They're like someone was stabbed. Yeah, they were. They were shocked. Our contestant Aaron like was incredulous. She didn't believe us, and but I, you know what? I learned what? Gunther Parsh, Monica Stabber, he died last year. So <laughs> is that what you R- learned? <laughs> R.I. Whatever the opposite of peace is. So we are. So R.I.H. So, OK. So, yeah. So in case we um, scared anybody by telling people that if you play tennis, you might get stabbed. The stabber is no longer with us. So it is still it is safe to play again. We <laughs> can go back on the courts without fear. Um but right, yeah, because, I was really surprised that people didn't get Maria. They didn't get. Yeah. I mean, there was that one pairing. Right. My favorite, what Megan and Sari, they uh, paired up. They uh, weren't getting many answers correct. And then Monica came on it. Right. And I thought they were going to get it because they were like, OK, I know it. I know it. That's Martina mm-hmm. Navratilova. We were like, yes. We were like, yes, you got it. No, Martina, Martina Navratilova is, is who they guessed, which, you know, another thing that surprised me is so many people guessed Anna Kornikova as one of the grunters. And yeah, it made me, first of all, Anna Kornikova didn't really grunt. She, she moaned best. Maybe if it was a long point, it was like an anguished wail, but, um, which is my screen one, name on grinder anguished whale. <laughs> But it's W H A L E. Yeah, exactly. Um, Beached whale was taken. (laughs) Anguish whale is more apt anyway. (laughs) But um, uh, Anna Kornikova clearly penetrated zeitgeist, and and people still, I guess, think about her. So she is a well known. I mean, that's that's like a good test of like your Q score or like how well known are you? Like people know Anna. I never would have guessed Anna Kornikova. But multiple contestants guessed Anna Kornikova. Yeah. Yeah. And so just a quick update for everyone who's still thinking about Anna <laughs> blank Kornikova. Um, she lives in Miami with Enrique Iglesias, who famously admits to having a small and slightly curved penis. Everybody, there you go. And so she really the- so she really doesn't grunt. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yes, he famously has admitted that. So, Billy, have you gone public with your penis news? My monster penis? Your mon- Yeah, it's... I don't know how you were getting around that court yesterday. Yeah. Uh, or does that, give you an, does that give you a leg up, so to speak? <laughs> well, he only comes out at night. A third leg up. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, well, anyway, shout-outs to yeah. our winners of Name That Grunt, Mark and Taylor. Oh, they got all five grunts. What superstars? Mark and Taylor. And, and they, they won a swag need bag. the hints. No. Ru- he got Rublev right away. Oh, my gosh. Bleh. Rublev, yeah. Didn't Bleh. finish grunting. And Mark was like, Rublev. Rublev. He's a, he's a big Rublev stan. Yeah. And but, final uh, shout out um, yeah. to a new friend of the pod, Molly C. Hey, Molly. She actually thought, she was like, I want to play, but I'm nervous. Because she thought she was going to actually have to act out the grunts. And, um, and 
I, first of all, yes, in the future iterations of Name That Grunt, there will be a version where you have to act out the grunts. I love it. Um, but she also was talking, so there were raffles at the end of the event. Really nice giveaways. Oh, amazing. Um, and she was like, she was like, I am big into raffles, which I've never heard of before. But she's like, but I never win. And I was like, wow, because there were two Molly C's at the right. event yesterday. Yes. So that's like twice the chance to win and neither one of them won. So Molly, I actually, I think your time is coming. Molly, you're a new friend of the pod, but we famously make predictions on the pod. So this is yes. the time for you to go out and buy that lottery ticket. Like go do that today and let us know what happened and um, share with us all of the millions you're about to about to win. You know, it's so true. I was in line today behind this guy who at, at the store, he bought 15 mega tickets, whatever. I think those are lottery tickets, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think this is your day. And he turned around. He was wearing very tight shorts. And he said, <laughs> he said, if it is, we're going to have a party. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and the party um, was in his tight shorts. Yes. Yes. But, but, uh, Molly was great. I, I do think her luck is turning around. You yeah. won a, a a racket I as know. part of the raffle. Racket Doctor was having giveaways. Solinko, yeah, uh, and and you won something too. But you know, we we being the magnanimous ball boys mm-hmm. gave your winnings away, not mine, but yours <laughs> to the winner True. of Name That Grunt. So yes, um, so we 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 gate it forward. Should we get going on today's episode? Oh, let's get going. There is a lot to cover. Absolutely. We have had a big men's tournament in Paris, right? And then we've had the WTA finals in Cancun. So some two of our favorite places to eat represented Mexico and France, right? Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, because everyone talks about fusion food um, Mm -hmm. and and it's funny because when we were driving to the tournament yesterday, there it was like um, Vietnamese and Asian food uh, establishment that we passed by, and it's like that's yeah. not that's that's Vietnam yeah. is part of Asia. Specifically, it said Vietnamese plus Asian fusion, and I was like, well, mm. couldn't couldn't you just say then Asian fusion? Right? The math does not math. Yeah, doesn't didn't yeah. quite work. We did not stop at that particular restaurant. But I gotta so. say, French food love. Mexican food love. Mm. Is there a fusion of French Mexican food? So I've been Googling it since I realized yeah. we were going to be talking about Mexico and France. I have not found it yet, but I would no. fucking love a French taco or like yeah. Mexican mussels. You know, imagine like mussels with fries and there's like a mole sauce in them. Like, come on. I don't know a mole and mussels, Paul, but I like where you're headed. Okay. Look, I, I am like not, I am not a chef. I, no. I try, you know. Maybe I it's more like a, a a muscle ceviche kind of thing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yum, mm-hmm. yum, yum. I have a challenge for you specifically, Billy, and that is you are not allowed to mention Sloane Stevens once this episode because every you find a way to work her in to whether it's your top five dream team to like will she win another <laughs> to like oh the American uprise like you've got a. Put a pin in Sloan Stevens. So wait, who am I not supposed to mention? You're going to say it again? Yeah, just remind me. It's like Voldemort. She who shall not be named. No more 
Sloan Stevens sycophantism. All okay. All right. On this episode. On this I'll, episode. I'll agree yes. to it for this for this episode. Yeah. And then Absolutely. next episode will be all Sloan, all Stevens. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> the, the listeners are all, already everyone fixing that out on their calendar. Static about that. We just lost so many followers. Yeah. I can see the ticks going down. Oh no. Um, but I do want to just issue a quick apology. So we need okay. to we need to look at the ball boys, we own it when we mess up. Um mm, which is how often would you say? Once well, once or twice an episode? Define mess and yeah. define up. Exactly. Because we, honestly, we, sometimes you mess down. Yeah. Sometimes you clean down. Sometimes you, you know, clean up. It, it, it really depends. Look, winning dirty, losing fancy, whatever, all that, you know. Yeah. But look, we, we, we put a lot of insights and analysis into our predictions. We hype up a lot of people on this show, but it does come with some repercussions. Mm-hmm. And this time we need to make an apology to American men. Oh, all gosh. All of the American men, uh, which uh, a famously marginalized, victimized <laughs> segment of the population. Yeah, we should probably apologize to American men pretty much every episode just, just because yeah. they need yes. a lot of a lot of love. Yeah. And, and Sloan thought. Stevens doesn't need the support. American men. You just mentioned her again. I'm allowed to. It's no. it's just you. You can't say it. Do not say her name. Oh, okay. She who knows who she who shall not be named. But okay, wow. back to the men, the menzies. <laughs> so last episode we had a big debate because we were like, ooh, we've got five American men in the top 25. Yeah. Very exciting. We've not had that many contenders in quite a while. And we were like, ooh, who who has it? Who's yeah. gonna win? Who's gonna take it? And, who, and collectively. They all went to Paris and took a gigantic maird. Everyone except my husband losing in the first round. My yeah. husband, Tommy Paul, Paul Paul, limped into the second round where he was soundly beaten. There was no American in sight. There was no American in Paris. American men in Paris historically have struggled. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about the French culture and, and American men or the the. I mean, baguettes. we love a hard court. It's not like oh, it's a tricky clay right. court. It's it's a, right. it's an indoor hard court in Paris. It shouldn't be that challenging, but for our boys, it was it was not it was not the look. And and I think it has to do with us hyping them up. You know, we are responsible. It it was premature, and we're yeah. we're gonna try not to be premature moving forward. But sometimes you can't help it. I'm, if anything, I'm post mature. Yeah, but you transcend maturity. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only the only interesting thing about the men was uh, that that group pick for for Fritz's birthday, where it was him and Shelton and Tommy Paul and Mackie McDonald and then some random twink who barely plays tennis. Mm. Um, And I was just like, again, I feel like we are in Mean Girls world when it comes to the ATP. And I was like, are they sending a message? Because no Corda, no Tiafo, no Opelka. So it's like, oh, Fritz was saying, these are my girls, not you other. Well, wait a minute. Where was this uh, birthday celebration? Was it in Paris? It was not. Oh, so there's it's it's possible that they just were on different continents. But I think I'm going to choose a narrative where that was just like 
uh, a Mean Girls. You think Riley's been shunned because he's less relevant now, and so they're like, mm, "We're only friends." Like, like Shelton's rep- been swapped in for Riley because he's more relevant. Like, oh. we only have room in our clique for four. So, oh my Riles, yes. yeah, yes, Shelton has been Shelton has replaced Opelka. Yeah, and now Opelka needs to take someone out to reclaim his spot at the table. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and and your your husband is such a good time that he's always going to be in the click, you know. Oh, that's he's Re- like Regina he's George like, right there. Yeah, I feel like he's more Amanda Seyfried's character a little bit. Wow. No, you would. What does know. that make me in the Mean Girls universe? Then, because she didn't have a husband. Mm. I'm more Regina's mom, but anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah. Well, yeah. so sorry. American men. Sorry, America. Yeah. Um, okay. Now we just want to talk a little bit about our lobsbians. Lobsbians. Yes. This our is lobsbians. one of our newer segments. It's yes. a, a lobsbian is something that made you gayer this week. Yes. That's yes. the definition of a lobsbian. Yeah. I want to make what, sure you're getting that B in there. What how yeah. do you say? Lob lobsbian. Lobs being it rolls people, off the tongue. People did compliment my lobs yesterday at the Ace of the Moon event. I have to say, oh, yeah, it was oh, their, their arcs were beautiful right over people's heads and right landing at the baseline. Oh, nice. I've got a pretty I, look, lob. You are one of my favorite lobs beans. That's <laughs> that's you. maybe what made me a little gayer, uh, in the last couple of weeks. But if we're just talking about the tour, um, yeah. I've got to say, so this is not Paris or Cancun, but the Vienna Open also happened um, between now and our last episode. And the entire Vienna Open just made me a little bit gayer. If anyone watched it, they probably recall seeing there weren't uh, two rackets on the court. There were like 100 because the ball kids used these weird little butterfly nets to collect the balls. So I, for some, I, I don't understand in what universe that's easier than catching with your hands. Like we've got hands. We don't need to then make it harder, but they were given these little rackets with a cutout and a little butterfly net. And so they would just be catching the balls in this net. And every time they did it in my mind, I was just imagining them in like the, like Viennese Alps, just like skipping like la 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 la. That's, uh, that sounds hard. Did you see any mishaps? Were there any mishaps? But I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember also like when I, when I was first learning how to play tennis uh, in, in utero, Mm-hmm. we would play with a butterfly net. So you practice just sort of getting it in the net. So it's a very... This uh, is a this is a tough image for me, Paul. I'm imagining you as a fetus yes. uh, with a butterfly net. And I'm feeling sorry for your mother, frankly. Her poor kidneys. <laughs> Honey. Um, so that, so that, that's my lobsbian. What's yeah. yours? I, well, I would... Vienna looks like a good time, and I've only been there once, but it was a while ago. Can we go to Vienna next year? Yeah. Hey, Vienna open. The ball boys are coming. Yes. And get even gayer. My lobsbian is, um, we may have mentioned this on the pod before, but Aruna, Holger Mm. Aruna, the way Mm. he hikes his shorts up, like throughout a match. And he not, not only hikes them up a little bit, he gets them up, I think, like speedo level, honestly. Up in there. Like, yeah. I am surprised we don't see glimpses of testes and uh, and nethers, you know, <laughs> and taints because 
he he just keeps hiking them up and mm-hmm. i'm not mad at it though those tan 20 year old legs are he needs to get a lady gillette sponsorship <laughs> asap because those are some beautifully smooth sculpted legs right there and you know that that takes a lot of work yeah and 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 i don't know whether he knows he's kind of showing off his gams or whether it's just a tick but it's a lot of being for me nonetheless honestly it either way it i i can't remember him not doing it so it it, it might be his version of nadal's wedgie yeah yeah i i w- another Lobespian, another uh, all-time, all-time Lobespian, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, so speak. So Holger was doing that everywhere, including Paris. And yeah. let's let's get into Paris. So we had the Paris yes. Masters just ended uh, with um, a, a shocker of Novak Djokovic winning. Yep. Yeah, it really has felt like he's won pretty much every tournament he's played this year, especially the past like six months or so. Yeah. I mean, well, other than Wimbledon, thank God. Yeah, that's yeah. the one outlier. That was, and and we needed that because otherwise he would have had the calendar Grand Slam. And that's that's the only thing I am holding out for, like hope against hope that he does not win the calendar Grand Slam. That's the only thing I want. Right, because that would just cement his status even more. But um, like that is some baller, baller shit. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Roger or Rafa won the calendar year Grand Slam either, so. Well, no, exactly, but like, but Steffi did, and it's like, oh, this is the elevation. Margaret did. Exactly. Did I? (laughs) I won that calendar before we even had 12 months. (laughs) Did I? How how many did we have? We had 15. I did read somewhere, Margaret, that actually, if we had 13 months, like each month could be exactly 28 days and we wouldn't have any. I forget the math, but someone someone was very riled up that we had. 12 Did you say twenty eight gays? I don't like gaze. the sound of it. All dressed as Ken. Oh, yeah. That's what my sweet husband dressed up is, and I said, "I'm new, Bobby. I'm the shrimp on the Bobby." Mm. <laughs> oh, whoa. Lovely, lovely having Margaret back on the pod. Uh, I, I, she had such a good time last time she called in that she just now she might. We can't call get in. rid of her. No, no, there's not much going on. <laughs> but yeah, you're um, right. So Novak won his fortieth, his fucking fortieth Masters. Like, that's those numbers are getting muy impressivo. They're 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 stratospheric, really. Yeah. And but um, it was not in de- like honestly, okay, like he he played three three setters in a row. I never once felt like he was really in danger of losing. Did you? That's well, Novak has always been an incredible competitor, right? And mentally just very, very unflappable. But lately, it's like he will be playing at a more average level. Like it won't look like he's really playing much better than his opponent. And yet he always comes away with the win. I think because he knows, okay, Oh, this point is important. Let me just tighten things up a little bit. And he's, he's now enjoys like doing a little bit of a hang dog moment, a little bit of a fake injury moment, a little bit of asking the crowd to cheer for him louder moment. You know, he's incorporated all these new little 
mental, you know, mental trickery into his mm-hmm. repertoire. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'm like, what? I I do think the thing that people maybe don't appreciate as much as they should that sets him apart is his extreme flexibility. I saw him, he was moving out today to hit a backhand against Grigor Dimitrov, the finalist. And it's a backhand that he made look easy, right? But he Mm. was almost in full splits, but Mm. perfectly balanced and managed to hit like a, a perfect technique backhand down the line. And when we're watching a point, everything is moving so quickly that sometimes we don't appreciate that subtlety or those individual moments. But mm-hmm. that is, I think, one of Novak's uh, some something that is unparalleled when it comes to Novak Djokovic. He's like Catherine Zeta-Jones in Chicago doing the splits upside down and making it look easy. Yes, yeah. I, I totally agree. And But even the, the, the final today, against Grigor. There was no tension there. There was no, there was no, oh my God, maybe maybe Novak's not going to win. It was so kind of blah. Well, well, part of that is because Novak has won so many of these quote unquote close matches that we're not going to really kind of tune in until it's actually match point or something for the other player because we've, we've been duped so many times into caring that, like, I mean, remember that final against Medvedev at the US Open? Like, we we actually cared there for a moment. Mm-hmm. I think it was in the first set. But um, now I have to wait until, like, someone's up two sets to love and has match point. Then I'll be like, okay. Even then. Even, even then, then. You know, but like, that's Rublev was attention. up. Right. Rublev yeah. was up in the And playing knockout tennis. Yeah. But yeah. even then, I still knew. I was like, no, it's it. we know what's going to happen. We've seen this before so many times. Yeah. Um, I do have to shout out to Grigor, though. I mean, the way he was um, crying uh, after losing, like it was, I feel for him. I mean, he's had a, he's had a good career, Grigor Dimitrov, but right. not a great career because of the big four really kept him from achieving. You know, I mean, yeah, it's all relative, of course, we understand because, you know, getting to the top 10, winning tons of money, winning a bunch of titles, that is arguably a great career cuz Grigor can retire right now and, you know, live mm-hmm. large for the rest of his life unless he's immortal in which case he might have to, you know, return to the tour. But uh, if he's immortal, maybe he'll finally beat Novak in like 20 30 years. <laughs> maybe. Good point. One um, argument for immortality. You can beat Novak eventually. That, yes. Is th- is that the only argument for immortality? Well, otherwise, I mean, what are you going to do with all that time? Well, it also depends. Like, do you stop aging? Because if there's you stop nothing aging, on Netflix anymore, like, either you, like, what are you going to do if you're immortal? What are you going to watch? I, you know what? I would still take it. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll okay. take it. I'll take a chance. I'll take a stab at solving that problem because I don't get bored easily. So mm-hmm. I think I would find things to watch and people to do. And, you know, oh. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, Grigor, he's always been mentally considered a little bit soft, and yeah. so I thought that ha- after slumping for the past year and change, he might just ride off into the sunset and you know enjoy the rest of. But so it is impressive to see him making this resurgence. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. Um, that trophy well, ceremony, and he beat a bunch of 
top. I mean, he beat Medvedev. He beat a lot of ranked players to get to the final. It wasn't like, oh, the the draw fell apart. I mean, he he earned his way in, but yeah. He's been having some big wins lately, for sure. You're going to talk about that trophy, sir? Can we just talk about that fucking trophy? Oh, yeah. I love it. The the, the dead tree? The I mean, did you see Thor Ragnarok with, what's yes. her name? Kate Blanchett. Uh-huh. Where like she grows her like antlers out, like that's the fucking trophy. It's dangerous. I don't know how anyone's gonna fly home with that. Like, <laughs> you're gonna check that. Like it's it's. This they might crazy... need to ship it. I guess yeah. you have to ship it, but it's like it, yeah, like you're right. It's like a dead. It's scary. That trophy. Or maybe Novak's me. like, oh, I'm gonna donate this to charity. <laughs> the goodness of my heart. Which charity would take that? Like some someone would buy a a trophy Novak held for some some. You know, it would no be big stand. in Serbia. You're you're correct. Yeah. yeah. Um scares the fuck out of me, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I I would not bid on it. Um actually, you know, I wouldn't mind having that in my home. I'd I'd buy it for like 20 bucks. Mm. Okay. Would I would you? be willing, I would spend up to $25 on that trophy. So 30. 30. 35. 40. Fuck. What a hundred. 150. 200 sold. <laughs> I think I don't think I would have gone past 200. Yeah. We'll see. I'm actually already um, regretting it. I'm going to see if they'll take um they'll take <laughs> my bid back. Well, now but, you um, can you can put it on, you know, up for auction. Uh Yeah. <laughs> in Serbia. <laughs> um, but they did have like a really kind of dystopian trophy ceremony. Yeah. Um, like the 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 music was this weird like kind of dark techno opera. And they have all this lighting that the, the lighting overall, whoever did the lighting, Paris, you, you can light, but they had just this one glowing orb behind the two players during the ceremony. Yeah. And it was just like, once Grigor stopped crying, like they both like kind of got up there and it was just like a, 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 a creepy atmosphere, especially with that dead tree trophy. Well, it is spooky season, and Halloween has gotten more popular among Parisian youth and, mm. and teens, so maybe they're leaning into the spooky season a little bit, and it is called the City of Lights for a reason, you know? Look, I would buy that argument if, and only if, either Novak or Grigor came out dressed as Ken. <laughs> to tie it I, all back, where was I their actually, costume then? Frankly, that sounds right on the nose for Grigor. That is right on brand for a costume Grigor would wear. Oh, I mean, for sure. when he was dating Maria, I'm sure it would have been like Maria's Barbie. Oh, Grigor's oh God, Ken. it's so basic. Yeah. Although I did love. So one thing that I loved about the ceremony is that they both had microphones at the same time, which you don't, I don't know if I've seen that happen very often. It's rare. But usually it's like one person speaks and then pause. And then the next person comes up and speaks. But like Novak was complimenting Grigor about like, hey, it's so great to see you back. You've, you know, you've really come come back up in the rankings and everything. And I didn't notice Grigor still had his mic and he just like held it up and he's like, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And it was yeah. just like, I couldn't help but think of that scene in Bridesmaids. Do you know that scene? Yes. With uh, Kristen Wiig and Rose Byrne. Yes. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yes. They're both no. trying to toast uh, Maya Rudolph <laughs> and it's like they each have a mic and yeah. they outdo each other. I mean. Grigor's like, well, you know, I, I want to congratulate you and your your beautiful family. And Novak's like, no, 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 your family is <laughs> is stunning. Your family is more beautiful than mine. Yeah. And then Grigor. Well, no, and then yeah, and then like Novak, he was speaking in French to the crowd. Like it would have been great if like Grigor came out with like his shitty French or like how Kristen Wiig was like, "Don't they habla 
Estoy, <laughs> like whatever she said to, with her like one year of Spanish. Yeah. Like it was just, it was, that was a cute moment. I think everyone should have mics for this trophy ceremonies from now on. I agree. And it's also interesting. Novak is so sweet when he wins a tournament. He's oh, yeah. very charming when he wins a tournament. Um, Which I can relate to. Look, when everything goes my way, I am yeah. really lovely to be around. And your bank account has just been padded by about, you know, two million dollars. You're like, yeah. okay. Whenever sure. I bank two million, I'm I'm happy for that one day. I'm gonna congratulate Grigor on, you know, never having won a slam, but having, you know, been a, <laughs> a great rival of mine for so many years now. <laughs> You've um, beaten me once. Um, okay, we're giving Novak a ton of airtime, but I do just want to say one thing I loved. Okay. And that was, so like, yes, we talk about him being the goat and everything, but his crowd work is bullshit. So like he was getting booed in every match that I watched booed for, you know, whether it was his attitude, whether he would bark at his box, if he took a bathroom break, which honestly, I think maybe he'll ride him a little too hard, which I know you can relate to that idea of being ridden too hard. Yeah. But like, I, you don't see Michael Jordan getting booed. You don't see Roger Federer getting booed. Like Novak Djokovic gets booed. Well, for one, I mean, he's done, there's been some questionable, shall we say, behavior. So perhaps he is less popular than Michael Jordan or Roger Federer. Also, um, I think people might feel the way we were saying we feel, which is like, okay, it's, we don't want to watch you win again you know so maybe this is our way to have some sort of influence on the match if we just boo you like crazy maybe it'll get to you and maybe like someone will have it it'll be more exciting of a match maybe yeah but then he resorts to behavior like um was it was it 2019 that medvedev made his first u.s open final against nadal like that was the year he kind of was like burst onto the scene. I think and so, yeah. He was booed by the New York crowd and he would like right. he would egg them on. Yeah. And like that's what Novak is doing now. He's egging the crowds on, being like, come on, give me more, give me more. And he just like looks like so disingenuous. And and also when he is winning, and even when he does like those amazing splits upside down and you know, double back spring, handspring. He has to add, he like begs the crowd for cheers. He's like, he was like, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Because yeah. he doesn't get their responses that, that the goat would get. And it's just, it's a really interesting phenomenon to keep watching. So I wonder if like he announces his retirement or something, right? If like, he's like, okay, I'm going to play a couple more majors. If everyone will finally come around and be like, okay, no, you're going to get wildly cheered. Maybe I, well, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only the only um, sort of parallel that I can draw right now um, is that he is kind of like Mrs. Russell in the Gilded Age, which for anyone who's watching the Gilded Age, it's about new money versus old money. Mrs. Russell has more money, better gowns, better um, everything, and she will not get accepted by society. Novak, more money, better gowns will not get accepted by society. And it's just like this kind of tragic comic tale of watching this guy try to get accepted. And, you know, we'll see what happens. What else do we have to say about Paris? Do we have anything else to say? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's the end of the season. Everyone Mm -hmm. is a little tired. 
Carlos yeah. talked about how tired he was. Fritz pulled out with an injury. Sinner pulled out because of scheduling issues. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of it, the vibes, at least on TV, were off. You know, it was not. I, I'm really glad I wasn't there. I've been to the French Open. I loved it. It's something about the indoor crowd. The way the crowd yells and does that super annoying chant. Like seven right. times per changeover, three times between points. And it's like, just fucking shut up. I mean, I had to watch it on mute at some point. We should, we sh- we should at some point really do a, a dive into who, which country has the most obnoxious crowds because I think oh, it's France debatable, but, but France is definitely up there. I mean, the way that they were cheering for any kind of fault or error when Tommy Paul was playing uh, Gasquet oh. and somehow Tommy Paul came through, but Gasquet made a big comeback and but it was to the point where, I don't know. I feel like someone should have intervened. Uh, Tommy kept his head together. Barely. Yeah. That's barely. my boy. That is my yeah. boy. Well, one more. So speaking of kind of like the vibes were off, like something is going on, like outbursts are back, baby. Like they are back. Like the boys. And I'm talking about the men, the men and their temper tantrums. They're just shenanigans. They're, they're kind of ridiculousness on court. It is, it was all over Vienna, all over Paris. I mean, you talked about this last time and now I can't not see it with Rublev. Right. There is a lot of anger and rage and and frothing, screaming and frothing. I mean, they don't have Roger and Rafa haven't been around who kind of, you know, held up the standard for sportsmanship for a long time. And now we've got Novak and some others. And it's it's really a tantrum off. There's it is. Yeah. I'm I'm just surprised because I feel like, you know, so there's going to be another default incident or something like that with either. A, a, a ball hitting. I mean, Medvedev actually, during one of his tantrums, hit a ball and it hit it, someone in the face. Hit someone in the in, face. And that how was is in that? Vienna, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was in Vienna. Yeah. And how is yeah. that? How was he not immediately defaulted? I th- I think maybe it's because he was like she was ugly. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I think she waved it off. She was like, "Oh, it's fine. Like I get hit in the face all the time." And I punched. She was actually very cute, so that's why I can say it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she's listening. So, yes. sorry, uh, Madame. Yeah, but like, yeah, Rublev like hit his leg so hard he bled. Manorino destroyed his racket. Murray oh obliterated. I mean, Manorino's racket, like, it was obliterated. I, I think it turned to dust. Though, like, he threw it so hard against the ground. Like, I was like, I need to call RPS, which we all know is Racket Protective Services. Like, mm. it's like the these rackets are getting abused. The men might have been in Paris, but honestly, it's the women who were Les Miserables because <laughs> they were stuck in Hurricane Central. Wow. I mean, rough, I, rough times. I am such a WTA fan, and I will watch pretty much any WTA tournament. And I have pretty much watched every you really WTA have. tournament. And I think don't this, say her name. This. Do not Who, say who's, who's Sloan Stevens. You cannot uh, okay. say Sloan Stevens again. I'm so exciting she, excited she's getting more mentions on this episode where I'm not allowed to say Ruth, her name. Ruth. Yeah. Okay. But 
No, this tournament in Cancun, the WTA finals, it's supposed to be, you know, the flagship tournament of what the an year. honor to be there. Yeah. The eight best players in the world duking it out for huge paychecks in front of huge crowds, fun events, glamour, glitz, you know, grunting. And the three G's glamour, glitz, the three and grunting. G- <laughs> glamour, glitz, and grunting. Uh, <laughs> but instead, it was. It was sad. There's no other word for it. It has just been a sad, sad tournament. The, for the most part, the the crowd did not. There was no crowd, no. so the the that was sad. And the court <laughs> apparently was laid down a few days before the tournament started. It was laid down over a golf course, and uh, let's just say it was at best uneven. There were some bubbles underneath the court. There was a sand trap. At one end of the court, <laughs> no water. Um, a pond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I heard four a few times. Um, but I and Cancun, I'm not mad at that as a setting. But first of all, they didn't I have enough Cancun. time. to. I love Cancun, but they didn't have enough time to, to plan this event properly, to generate buzz around it, to. And also, it is hurricane season. Build a court. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, build a court and maybe think about the fact that it's it's hurricane season in Cancun at yeah. the end of October, early November. So having a tournament there might not I mean, do we want to throw uh poor Maria Sakari into Twister? I don't I don't know. But that's <laughs> I, honestly Sabalenka just having towels, you know, covering herself from head to toe, just looking oh. miserable for me was the image the emblematic image of the tournament that picture i mean everyone just go look it up it she is just looks she she more than anyone looked so miserable this entire tournament but like she's got like three big towels covering her because they're sitting in like a rainstorm just like wind and i think a cow flew by at one point <laughs> i mean it was like full-on twister yeah yeah and, and unfortunately that led to some fairly underwhelming tennis and maybe a fairly generous, honey I mean, it is hard to play in Twister. I have tried, and you know, you you swing and miss. Wait, the I mean, game the, Twister, Red Hand Blue. That. I haven't played that or game right in a bit. Blue. Red Hand Blue. That, we should play that game. Let's play. Let's, twi- play the, let's play that game after we record. That sounds. We're fun. gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure out a way to have Twister um, as part of Ball Boys. I love that. Yes. Yes. But yeah, the but, matches shit the bed. Let's be honest. Bagels and breadsticks everywhere. Carb City. It was, yeah, I mean, a lot of matches were lopsided, and the ones that were close were close because both players were struggling so much. They weren't close because both players were playing their best, and it was, you know, twists and turns and exciting momentum shifts. It was like, ooh, like, and they're, again, I feel for these players. It is not easy to play in those conditions, especially when your expectations were for this to be a real kind of, a pinnacle of the year right a real climax to everything you've achieved for the year mm-hmm. and instead you're playing in front of uh, you know a smallish crowd uh getting pummeled by rain and um hating your life hating on your a life. court on a court where honey that bounce wasn't because it was a great kick serve that bounce was because it hit a dead spot on the court i mean yes that was just brutal to put them yeah. through this and like it you're right like it should have been a celebration these are the eight best players on the planet yeah 
I do love how they spoke out though. Like, what did Sabalenka say? Like, this is not the level of organization we expect for the finals. I don't feel safe moving on this court a lot of the time. The bounce is not consistent. It's just not acceptable to me with so yeah. much of the on the line and so much at stake. Um, yeah. Yeah. An- another level of disrespect from the WTA for the players is what Sabalenka said. You know, yeah. she, she might want to remember that Ostrava in the Czech Republic did say that they wanted to host the year end finals, but said they couldn't guarantee that they would allow Belarusians or Russians into the country. And so one mm-hmm. of the main reasons, actually the main reason that the WTA didn't accept Ostrava's bid was because of Sabalenka. They wanted to make sure Sabalenka played. Yeah. So, so again, she sometimes needs needs a little bit of nuance to her uh, a thinking. Perspective. Yeah. yeah. The amount of tears, like we talked about Grigor crying. Yeah. The, the tears down there. Oof. Players were either near tear, tears or in tears for the majority of their matches because I think they were just so uncomfortable. They were tr- they knew that all that what they had to do is keep it together mentally, but it was so hard. Yeah. Um, we saw Von Vondrosova near tears. I think maybe it was because the rain had like washed off all her tattoos, and we learned that they were fake. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize those were all temporary tattoos. They, I know, She's stunning. That was one of the revelations of, of the tournament, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's a revelation. And Sakari was definitely near tears during many of her losses. Sakari but... was in tears on the plane ride to Cancun. She just <laughs> did not want to be there. She did not have a good year. She was only there because Mukova had to pull out. And she was like, she was going there to go get thrown in the chipper. Even though weirdly, she's really popular in Mexico. So she should have embraced that. Mm. Um, and then, well, because she, she just talked... won Guadalajara. That was her. That was her kind of turnaround moment after the U.S. Open, where no one else showed up to Guadalajara except her. So she won by default. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. And, and Goff, um, that one poor Goff, that one game oh. where she hit four double faults in a row. Again, the wind. That's tough. But she looked like. And here's the thing. Give Goff and these other players some credit because Rublev and Medvedev and Manorino, they would have basically hurled themselves through the, the, the umpire's chair and and yeah. hit hit members of the crowd with their rackets. So the fact that Goff didn't do that and just kind of kept it contained, but you could tell she was very shaken. Well, I think is, they told them, like, testament. look, you, you can't throw your rackets because the stadium is so fragile that it might <laughs> collapse underneath. So, so there was like no, no, no throwing rackets allowed. But yes, they also said you're going to have to tiptoe. I hope you're fine playing <laughs> playing on your tiptoes. Um, and please don't grunt; it reverberates. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say so, listeners. As you know, the tournament uh, because of all this rain, they had to push the final to Monday, and we were are recording on Sunday night. So we don't know who wins between Sviantek and Pagula. I will say, though, that those two players were the mentally toughest players in the tournament, and I think that's one of the main reasons that they're in the finals. And yeah. Sviantek is the, back to number one. Having She's back Sabalenka. to number one, baby. She beat Sabalenka, yeah. and again, a very underwhelming match. Yeah. Um, just today, that semifinal that was rained out, she won, so she is the the year end number one. But her reaction was great. Her reaction oh. was like, "Bam!" I took it back. You could tell she. Wa- I love that she, she wants it. it. Yeah. I like her she, intensity a lot. She she shows how much she wants it day in day out. And like, I mean, I think a lot of them do. Coco does. Sabalenka really does. But the way she like pounded her chest after beating Sabalenka and yeah. just was like, flexed yeah. her biceps. It was, it was like your move. It was your move. Psyched. Yeah. 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 And 
I know you think that Sviantec's kind of a default number one, that if Barty hadn't retired or, or Osaka hadn't, t- you know, gone on maternity leave, that Sviantec would be maybe be number three, number four. I personally think she was rounding into her best form right when Barty retired, and that that would have been a great rivalry. Look, woulda, she, coulda, shoulda. She took advantage of a really great opportunity, and she ran with it. And I, I give snaps to that, honey. But like, <laughs> no, she was she she was a default number one, and now she's claiming it. Well, but yeah. So overall, I agree. Kind of a want, want, want for the WTA. And so we are actually going to end this episode with a new new game. And it might be familiar to some folks who have played this uh, from childhood, but it's called MASH. And so MASH stands for mansion, apartment, shed, or house. (laughs) And this is a fortune-telling game where you find out like, oh my God, where am I going to live? And who's my husband going to be? And what's my career going to be? And yada, yada, yada. And we were like, you know what? The WTA Finals was such a train wreck. We're going to play MASH to now figure out what would be a better setup for the WTA finals? The dream setup, right? The like dream setup. Well, dream the... slash nightmare. So we've got four categories. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna land on a location, a surface, an entertainment option, and a punishment, which I know might sound a little unorthodox. Mm. But what is a the punishment? Basically. If you have been eliminated from the tournament, one of these things will happen. Okay. And it's so, going to add some spice. And honestly, maybe it's going to get you to to not double fault four times in a row. Wow. You know? That is tough love, Paul. Tough yeah. love. That's what I give out here at Ball mm-hmm. Boy Central. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start drawing a circle, Billy, and you're going to tell me when to stop. Okay. All right. All right. I'm drawing. Mm-hmm. Stop. Okay. So one, Ooh. two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. So I'm going to go through each one. I'm going to count to seven. When I get to the seventh one, I'm going to cross one out and I'll tell you as we go. Okay. 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 Five, six. Seven. Okay. So the surface that has been eliminated is dirt. They will not be playing on dirt. <laughs> okay. What a, what a loss. Sadly. Sadly. I, I would like, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Um, the punishment will not be being forced to wear Jessica Pagula's apron skirt for all of 2024. <laughs> oh, which her she US famously Open. wore at the U.S. Open. Yeah, at so, Little House on the Prairie. That wouldn't have been the worst punishment. Do you get like that Adidas money as part of the punishment? No, you oh. just have to wear that skirt at every and, match. and give up your existing and give up your existing. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you okay. know if you that's if you tough. get eliminated, that's what happens. All right, all right, okay. Three, four, five, Goodness. six, seven. Okay, the surface will not be an ice in a skating rink. Uh, no, sorry, no, no dirt or skating rink. No skating, no dirt. Okay, One, all two, right. Three, four, five, six, seven. Your punishment will <laughs> not be spending seven minutes in heaven with Andres Verov. You mean Andres Verov? Who's that? Isn't it Andres Verov? Alexander's. Oh, sorry, Alexander's. Is that who you're talking about? The the person who just got fined four hundred sixty thousand euros for, uh, abusing uh, a girlfriend. That is 
very serious. Um, we will get into that in a future episode. Um, yes. I'm glad that is not the punishment. because. But for now, sounds... we'll just have it as a potential punishment. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Two, we'll, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven. Okay. Oh. The surface will not be AstroTurf. Oh, that so would have been fun. We have, have a surface. On AstroTurf? We have a surface. <gasps> the surface is, is half grass, half clay. Like that exhibition between Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer. Honestly, I, I would love to see that. Yeah. Vondrasova versus Sviantec on clay grass. Yes. I'm in. I'm, I'm just in saying. It. Okay. Although let's I don't we need... get to some other categories. So okay. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right. Um, you the punishment will not be having to become a ball girl for the final. <laughs> oh, so, I love that's a good one though. I'd I, love to see Sabalenka as a ball girl for the Pagula Shviantic final tomorrow. Could you imagine the level of energy she would put into being a ball? I can't tell if she would be so pissed that she'd be like, fuck it, get it yourself, or she would be like, I'm gonna be the best fucking ball girl, and she'd be grunting and running and like ah! or if she would just like have a look of absolute death on her face, you know, because she can really she like can that photo. Side. Yeah. So we have a punishment, and that punishment is pretty severe. If you get eliminated <laughs> from the WTA finals, you'll get thrown into a sandworm like the movie <laughs> Dune. Oh. So, sorry. And well, Dune 2 is coming out. So look out for does, those sandworms. Do you get like digested and then shat out and you're, you're, you're normal? It was just a fun little ride or? It was or... a ride. Yeah. 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 So you'll you're just you'll be a little back, dirtier. But... You'll have a little bit of like PTSD, or, or are you no longer with us? Like, how bad is this punishment? No, no, no. I think I don't think we kill them. You're right. You're right. You just you have to get digested, digested. through a sandworm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, that's fun. That's all right. That's a whole nother thing for the audience to watch. Right. You know? That's like a whole nother. Like that's gonna be a pay per view. Yeah. You no, know, Sabalenka would be like, I'm gonna get out this worm the fastest. So like she'll she'll make that the the, the competition. She so. would get that tr a Paris trophy and puncture that sandworm from inside and escape. That's Sabalenka for you. Yep. Yeah. God bless. Okay, we've got two more categories. Oh One, my goodness. two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, the entertainment will not be a cockfight. Sadly. Oh. And by a cockfight, are we talking roosters like they do in Kauai, or are we talking like all of the Rafael above? Nadal versus Runa, oiled up and wrestling? What are we talking? You know, about? I think that would actually be great to have the ATP come over and support a little more. So I think yeah. it would be more the latter, like um, oil wrestling between Nadal and Runa. But that's uh, not what's happening. Can we can we go and change that? Rig that think, count. I think I've got <laughs> go a proposal for the count, WTA. Please. Yeah. One, okay. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. It is not going to be Elton John and Billie Jean King performing Philadelphia Freedom. Oh, well, I can live with that. Four, five, six, seven. Oh, and it's not going to be Britney Spears. Um, I, is she with performing two knives? with knives? Oh, she's performing with her knives. Oh. Yeah. So okay. it's going to be a karaoke battle between Yanina Wickmeyer and Kim Jen Kinwen. Oh. Kinwen. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm I'm into that. I mean, hey, we we know Yanina's gonna win, so uh, it'll be, yeah, lopsided, a bagel. All right, we're gonna do. So now we need just location. Where is this amazing tournament gonna take place? One, two, okay. three, four. I'm five, just gonna six, recap. Seven. We have 
clay grass hybrid court. We have the punishment being eaten by a sandworm, and we have the entertainment as a karaoke battle of Yanina Wickmeyer versus Zhang Kinwen. Okay, yeah. I mean, this is if the WTA doesn't take us up on this pitch, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and so um, I just did the the math. It is not going to be held in West Hollywood. What? Sadly, it will okay. not be in Vancouver. Which, oh. you know, yeah. um, it will not be back in Wuhan. Oh, and so it will be held in the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> okay, <laughs> on a uh, oh, on a gr- grass clay half hybrid grass court. half clay at the Amazon rainforest where Yanina Wickmeyer will <laughs> karaoke battle um, Zhang Kinwen. Yep, and, and the loser. Anyone who loses this tournament gets thrown into a sandworm. Well, that is one of the, you know, the Amazon rainforest has so many undiscovered species. You know, we're learning about a new undiscovered species every day and sandworms. Little did we know. Yeah. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. (laughs) Honestly, though, I would tune into this tournament. (laughs) I would too. I I do worry a little bit about the future of the WTA and the future of some of these players, uh, you know, their mental and physical health. Is it worth the entertainment? For the sandworm? (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's worth it to me <laughs> the answer is yes the answer is yes all right well we've oh, made it through we have another episode as always a pleasure billy um oh, i'm excited to come back in two weeks where we'll be talking about the atp finals of the yeah. top, top eight men and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there and we'll see if there's any anyone can take down the joker um, but as always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul Moncolm. Good night, everybody, and say good night, Billy. Good night, Sloan Stevens. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs>